guys, welcome to episode number 31 of the KFO show, Kayak Fishing Obsessed. Guys, if you love kayak fishing, there is no better place to be on the planet than on this live show right now. I got Larry Melton Jr. tonight, and we're going to have a good old time. He's down in Destin, Florida right now trying to catch some saltwater fish, and he hopped into his truck to give us a little bit of his time, so I'm pumped about that. Before we bring him on the show, I got some news and updates for you guys. Uh, I'm really excited that the the podcast is going strong. So if you're listening in on the podcast right now, we're pushing over 700 listens an episode, which on the replay on the YouTube, uh, we're probably getting around in between five to 900 um, listens and views. So I think the podcast has officially kind of overtaken when it comes to listeners out there. So thank you so much if you're listening in there. I would love to hear from you if you're out in the podcast. I don't think I have my contact information out there, but head over to my about page on my YouTube channel and there's my contact information in there. I'd love to hear from you if you're out there listening on your way to work or wherever it is that you're listening to your podcast. Guys, I don't ask a whole lot of, of individuals, but hey, I would love for you to be a channel member. Um, I, if, you, if you're not familiar with what that is, um, you can, I'm not going to like super sell that right now, but head over to my YouTube channel, hit the join button and click it. And it shows you all the options. It's really where I go the extra mile. And if you're looking for a way to support kind of what we're doing over here, love to have you kind of in that inner circle. And as a thank you to you, I have a $10 gift card to castcray.com. A lot of their baits have been slaying on this spring. So pumped about that. All right. Of course. We are smack dab right in the middle of the knucklehead bass fishing series. So a moment ago, I took a snapshot of that. And let's kind of see the top five right now. All right. Greg Massa, number one with 100 inches on the board, followed by Stephen Guthrie, 98.5. Just kind of nipping at his heels there, Greg. It's coming after you. Um, D. Saja, 93 and a half inches. Coming in third. Fourth place, you got Brad Parsons, 89.75 inches, and John Long is coming in fifth, 83.25. And then uh, honorable mention there, Ryan Rice, also known as RJM Fishtails, coming in sixth. I'm like down in ninth. I can't buy a fish right now over like 16 inches. So I got some crazy cold front thing happening, and I just can't, I just can't get on them. I don't know what's going on, but it's not happening for me right now. But hey, guys, remember, this is an interactive show, and... Um, so I'd love to hear your comments. I always try to get to them. Sometimes it's a little difficult because I'm like interviewing and managing comments on the side. But hey, I'll do my best. The best way to get my attention, if you have a question, is kind of write out question or put some star next to it or something so I can see it. But enough with all that. I'd like to bring Larry to the show. 120,000 subs, 5.4 million views. Larry, you there, brother? Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. I can't see you. Where'd you go? Oh, no. How about now? Can you see me now? Uh, I think it's coming. Nope. There was a well, I can hear you. So we'll see. Uh, we'll just kind of make that. Hopefully, you'll come back to us in a, in a I moment. A, I, I saw you a minute ago. You were in the green room. It, lo it was looking good. I have a pause button over me. Does that? And when I tap it, it doesn't do anything. Hmm. Uh, well, I camera don't know. on, camera off. Turn my camera off. Camera back on. Can you see me? It clicked like it was trying to do something. Let's see. Let's see. Well, now you're completely gone. We got some technical difficulties. Kind of hold tight for a second. We'll try to get Larry on here so you can see his face. Now we can't hear you at all, brother. If you can. Oh, something's happening. Oh, he's gone. He's going to come back here, I'm sure, in a second. 
But really quick, I forgot to mention the Knucklehead Bass Fishing Series. If you're not familiar with that and you're kind of new to the whole tournament seal, that is a four one-month uh, tournaments. And you can win a chance to be kind of on your favorite YouTube channel anchor. And Larry is actually one of those. And he's back. So let's go ahead. Uh, I got some videos on my YouTube channel if you're interested in learning more about the Knucklehead or being a part of that because you can enter anytime during the month. Larry. I can see you and totally cool. hear you. Can you hear me? There we go. 120,000 cool. awesome. subs, 5.4 <laughs> million views, my man. Tell me the story of kind of like how that happened. Because I was on your YouTube channel and you're like posting videos, non-fishing related, like back in high school. I saw so I, yeah. I was deep. I was deep <laughs> in the rabbit hole of your page today. And you're like, you didn't delete them. You left them all there. You're like, I'm hanging out nope. with my mom. I'm cooking videos. You got yeah. kept them all. Um, tell me, tell me the the story because you you haven't been doing it like all oh, very very long. At least the fishing. Yeah, We're talking years. Fishing on YouTube. This is year three for me. So the YouTube channel of fish. It started because I wanted to be the dad of our friend group and just have all of our high school memories. Because, you know, people are going to have kids in a couple years and the that and the third. So, like, I wanted to have, you know, just our important days. So like, senior skip day, we go to a creek and jump off of a waterfall. I just wanted to have all of that documented. So, in oh, I saw years, it. you can look back. Yeah, exactly. So, and I really always knew. I always said I wanted to have a job in the fishing industry, but I never really was serious about it. But it's one of those things, you know, if you say it enough time, it's probably going to happen. Okay. So three years, 120,000. Yeah. Where'd you get a hundred? Where'd you find 120,000 people? Like when uh, did that like pick up for you? Was it like meteoric TikTok. rise or oh, TikTok? Yep. So I started off posting on TikTok in 2020. I Graduated high school, went to college, went to UAB for physical therapy, didn't want to go to school for eight years and make, you know, eighty to $120,000 doing that and not be able to pay off the eight years of school didn't make sense to me. So I was just trying to do anything not to have to go back to college. And I started posting three TikToks a day and I was just trying to be a comedian, like a Drewski style comedian or a Desi Bank, some, you know, just something to, you know, make a little bit of money on the side to say like, hey, I don't want to go back to school, but I have this working for me. Because okay. that's how my parents raised me. It's like, you don't, you know, you don't leave school with nothing. But like, if you have something going for you, you can always go back to school. And then once I was able to get a few brand deals offered to me, my parents were like, okay, maybe you can try this and see where it goes. Was that, was that a difficult conversation with them? Um, it, I wouldn't say it was so much difficult once I got the first offer <laughs> and the first offer probably wasn't, but for maybe five, $600. But I mean, at the same time, you know, being a college student, like $500 to read something off of a piece of paper is like, Oh yeah, we can make that work for sure. We can build on that for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, so for those of you who haven't been on your channel, um, like sorry. what is, what is like the thing, what are the videos you like creating the most? And kind of what you, what is your channel about for those who maybe have not been on? It? I don't know how you missed it because your videos <laughs> everywhere. But hey, you know, for those of you maybe chiming in for the first time or listening from the podcast for the first time, so I would say it's ninety seven percent bass fishing, and then the other three percent is like either making fishing lures or going on a saltwater trip like I'm on right now, or just you know going and doing something that I just enjoy, which I don't post that a lot, but. Sometimes it'll t it'll make a two minute segment in the video just to show it. Yeah, for sure. So where are you at right now? Because you're not obviously at home. 
I'm currently in Destin, Florida, trying to catch some saltwater fish. The water's been a little rough, and we flipped kayaks this morning, but we're fishing them hard, as oh. we say on the channel. <laughs> oh, you flipped kayaks. You didn't tell me that in the green room. You're like, hey, we went out. It was a little rough. You didn't tell me that you went over. Yeah, I was on an autopilot this morning. It felt like I was about 10 feet up in the air, and I was floating, and, like, the nose of the kayak went down to the water, and the next thing I know, my face was – I was – eye level or about two three inches off the water and going in so that was interesting oh, wow. this morning but we're gonna go try it again in the morning so so not, not all your gear is at the bottom of the ocean right now we were able to find it. i lost my remote for the autopilot but we were able to find oh it. <laughs> you found the remote that you lost in the ocean yeah bottle bottom of the ocean well in the surf <laughs> look everybody over here is like larry catches let me see here larry catches the biggest catches bass. The biggest bass yeah. it's true larry catches big bass so I have a producer tag that I put in all my videos that said, that's what it says is Larry catches the biggest bass. <laughs> I love it. You got some people over here who are following. That's nice. Hey, if you got a question for Larry, of course, throw that in the comment section. But uh, let's talk about your most popular video, Abandoned Golf Course. Was that one yep. of your first videos? I've noticed you do a lot of kind of, you fish weird spots, right? Um, mm -hmm. One of those was, of course, I mean, who doesn't love abandoned things? I'm, I'm yep. always... Whenever I see any type of abandoned like um, theme park or whatever, I'm glued mm -hmm. in. So when you fish it, it's interesting. So did you like stumble upon that and that became a thing or is this something you love doing? So I met a guy, my probably one of my best friends now, his name's Greg. He actually had this spot. So he told me about it and it was like this old abandoned golf course, probably from like the 70s, 80s that has just been overgrown and it had this really beautiful creek running through it. And then the creek kind of funneled towards the back into like a bigger lake. So we ended up going out there and having like a really good day of fishing. So um, so I got people coming to the car. Oh, sorry. Tell you're live. Yeah, so I have a uh, girlfriend and her two sisters. Can they join us? <laughs> Throw them in the no, back okay. seat. <laughs> All right, yeah, y'all Y'all are gonna be on the video with us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna have to so. you're gonna have to introduce them who they are. And let them know we're live too. Okay. <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. Um, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I thought we had a few more minutes than what we had. So, are y'all okay with being on this? So this is Zoe right here. This is my girlfriend's little sister, and then her friend Ada is back here, and then my girlfriend's getting in the car right now, and then this is my son Leo. He's <laughs> and then there you go. In too. Do you need to go? Uh, no, we're fine. We're fine. All right, we're good. We're good. <laughs> All right, this is. I, I was not expecting this. This is. We're just gonna. We're just gonna roll with it. Yeah, uh, I wasn't. Gonna, I wasn't either. So we're here. I'm gonna keep on asking questions here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're good. So you got the the abandoned golf course. Um, let's yeah. talk a little bit because I themed the show after something I saw like a lot of videos about, which is going to be your um, kind of tournament fishing. So yeah. tell me your tournament journey because right now I'm like on my own tournament journey and I'm not quite sure if I like it. And what I mean by that is like, I'm doing the knucklehead bass fishing series and yeah. um, it is becoming something that is like addicting and I'm, I'm, I'm not able to, or, or it's getting in the way of like producing videos and doing the thing that I also love doing. So let me know, like you got into it. Is it something you continue to do? Do you, do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you, do you do it for the money? Like what's the inspiration behind it? And like, and then talk a little bit about the strategy. Have, have you won any? Um, so take a deep dive for me. I wish I could say I was in it for the money, but I <laughs> donate more money to the winner than I've probably won. But I really, like, I've 
played sports my whole life and I've just always enjoyed competing and then fishing's my new passion just because I never played I didn't play sports in college I played all through since elementary school so I think it's like the mix of being able to fish and then have that competition and then also being able to compete with other guys that are local to the area you kind of see how you are in your home bodies of water and seeing if you can you know stand up to the people that you're fishing against yeah and what have you found um I don't know I'm still I fished two tournaments on big lakes and then I fished two or three on like some smaller reservoirs and I I don't know how to say this without sounding arrogant, but I'm a lot better than I thought I was, but I'm still not where I would like to be, if right. that makes sense. Like I can go to any body of water and I'm confident I can bring back a limit of fish, but at the same time, I'm not as far as I can catch three, but as far as like calling and really catching big fish, that's where it starts to drop off at for me a little bit. Yeah, I hear you there. I, I, not ever being in a tournament until the knucklehead, I always thought like, oh, I wonder where, if I actually started posting up fish, where I'd fall in the realm of a lot of really great hammers and anglers out there. And yeah. I actually surprised myself. I mean, the fact that I get in the top 10, uh, at yeah. least in my little small group of 40, now I understand I'm in a really small pool and I'm not, you know, I, I understand all of the things, but I'm like, all right, I, I, I'm not like awful, which is good yeah. because I teach people, people to fish and kayak fish <laughs> like, yeah. should be relatively good at it. Um, yeah. But here's the thing. I don't, and I was talking with the aggressively average anglers um, not too long ago, and they they said something. I was actually editing their video this past week, and I was like, you know what? That resonates with me. And they're like, you know what? I don't need to be the biggest hammer out there. This is them talking, by the way. Yeah. Um, I don't need to go out and catch the biggest fish. Now, I am confident that I can go to any body of water. We can get fish, mm. but they might not be the biggest. But at the end of the day, they said, no matter what, we're going to have the funnest time doing it. It's like, you know what? Yeah. That's a... That's it. Not, not, there's only one hammer. There's only one person going to win it. And um, I just don't think me personally with a full time job and kind of doing this as a weekend warrior that I'm ever going to be able to hammer it out or learn fast enough to be able to compete at that level. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm right. But I don't know. So um, I noticed in one of your videos that I was watching today that you spent the night in Bass Pro Shops with Georgia Bassmaster. And I had to yeah. not gonna lie. You got me. You got me. Yeah, you delivered my... on what the title was, but yeah, uh, we did I, spend the night. You did. People got mad at the night. clickbait, but like in my eyes, like I just had a really good title and thumbnail, and you fell for it. Like it's not clickbait, but you thought it was going to be something that it wasn't. So I mean, it, it's not. You delivered. You spent the night. Uh, yeah, you, we spent you the night there. So you're like hiding in like behind the. <laughs> Yeah, just in well, case tell, the hotel. Tell us the story. Like, why'd you do it? Why'd you do that video? I'm curious. Because um, you're in Bass Pro Shops a lot in a lot of your videos. I think everybody loves Bass Pro. You know, a lot of people, I'm lucky to have two really close to me, but a lot of people, you know, if you're driving down the side of the road, it's kind of like a Bucky's. If you see a Bucky's, you're going to stop. Bass Pro is kind of the same thing to a lot of people. If you see it, because it's not, it's not like a Walmart. You don't just have one or a Wawa gas station or whatever you might have up there. Hey, man. Sorry, I might have to bring him up here to sit. <laughs> but um, it'd be his first live show. That'd be great. Yeah. Get them started early. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, dude. I just brain dead. But Bass Pro is, I think Bass Pro is just really good because it gravit like people gravitate towards Bass Pro. So I think just being in Bass Pro and like showing the store and showing your thought process when you're trying to pick out tackle for video or just for a day on the water, people really, really enjoy watching things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, that's the pyramid one, right? Yeah. Um, that you stayed in that's down in tennessee is that correct mm -hmm. yeah. that one's uh, like massive memphis. you're walking through the store and i'm like what they have all kinds of stuff that are that's not in my bath pro shops i think that 
pyramid is the sixth largest best pro or the sixth largest pyramid in the world. I'm pretty yeah, sure right. they built the <laughs> building for the Memphis Grizzlies. I want to say like that was the original construction or it used to be the old Memphis stadium. I want to say. Okay. And then they were able to, I'm not sure if it would be Johnny Morris or whoever was able to buy it and turn it into Bass Pro. I have a story, and I, I don't know if it's true. If any of you listened in, you heard the story for remotely, because I'm going to butcher the crap out of it right now. But the owner of Bass Pro, Johnny Moore, whatever, he was fishing nearby. And he was like, hey, if I beat you or catch next fish or something, I'll buy that building. Yeah. And I heard that's how it transpired. So if you happen to ever hear that story or maybe someone is lying to me or whatever, let me know if you've heard that. Have you ever heard anything like that? That's interesting. I haven't, but I've seen, I've been seeing like a YouTube ad about Bass Pro and people saying, or on the YouTube ad, it's like, it started off as like a back corner tackle shop and like a grocery store or something like that. That's not right, but it was explained some, something like that. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So so maybe that's, it started there and then he bought the store and I heard it was like on a dare type of thing, almost like a, on a whim. The way that those guys probably used to roll, like, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> like, hearing stories about Bill Dance, Johnny Morris, Roland Martin, just, like, hanging out and doing what they do is. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So, how, how do you know um, Georgia Bassmaster? Like, you, you guys um, are doing that together. Yep. So, when I started to make videos, he reached out to me pretty early, and we ended up getting together. He had a really good lake that we used to fish in Georgia, and um, I caught my PB out of it, a 5'4". Probably about two, three years ago. But since then, I broke it. But, I mean, we had an amazing day out fishing A-Rigs. And that was something that I never in a million years thought I'd be able to do just because it's such a big profile bait. And I was mainly a pond fisherman. So, you give me something with, like, wires and five hooks on it. I'm like, this is just going to drag the bottom. But we caught, I think I caught, I broke, I caught a six, four, and then caught, like, two, three, two, three-pounders, and then maybe, like, a four-pounder or something like that. We had a really good day of fishing. Wow. That day. On A-Rig? Yeah. Yep, all on A-Rig. And I think I might have caught one on a chatterbait, maybe. Okay. Yeah, who cares at that point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Killing when it. When start getting broke. Yeah, like, like who cares when you're catching them on. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you say, have you broken your PB since? Yeah, yeah, I broke it last February, March. I caught a 9-3. Dang. On Come a, on now. It was a Z-Man, like, wobblehead chatterbait. Oh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It comes in like a red pack and it has a swivel head on it, you know, kind of like the jig heads that they make. It's almost like a shaky head, but the head just swings on it. Yeah. It's for fishing like a creature bait. Um, I caught a nine three on that, like middle of the day, 11, 12 o'clock. Wow. That was a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm heading down to like Gunnersville. So I only chance to fish down there. Hopefully grab some. I mean, there's big fish up here in Ohio. There's a lake near me and I had a buddy write me yesterday it called me he's like hey i just heard this report that this guy caught like a 15 pound bass out of uh, the lake that's right like right next to me i'm like are you yeah. kidding me in ohio he's yeah. like i need to do some research on it but i, I heard last year they caught a 10 pounder out of there so we have there's not a lot of them but we have a lake near here that's supposed to be loaded and it's it's usually on fire or it's not on fire what's the temperature is it like post early post spawn up there? Is it? Yeah, it's early post spawn. Yep, that's exactly. You throw right. a big bait, right get you a glide bait or like a bull shad or something like that, and just chuck it the whole day. I I have I have a eight inch mag draft. I just picked up yep. a six inch trace, okay. and then I got an S waiver. And so hopefully, between those three, I'll be able to pick up at least something big. I mean, my PD yep. is six four, so um, okay, we'll see what happens. Hope to break that this year, but 
It's coming. I can feel it. We'll see. I feel, I feel I it see. too. <laughs> I feel it. All right. We got a question from the audience here. Bass Ackwards 13. Larry, how you liking your old town autopilot? I love it. It's hard for me. I've been blessed to have be able to work with some pretty cool companies and have a fair selection of kayaks to choose from. But that autopilot is just different, man. Like it's just you get on it and you literally don't have to do anything if you don't want to. You can put it in. There's a heading feature on it so you can pick a direction and you're going to stay true to that direction. Um, salt water, fresh water, whatever you want to do, the autopilot can do. I mean, it, five, six, seven foot waves, it's not good in. I learned that this morning. But <laughs> I mean, as far as just like being on the water and getting like a good lithium battery to power it, you can be out for 10, 11, 12 hours at a time and not have to worry about a thing. And I think it's, I was lucky enough to have them ship it to me, but I think it would be worth it. Like if I had to give it back and purchase one myself, I would 100% do that. Oh, wow. All right. No, I haven't yeah, talked that, to a, a single person on this show, or, or I know that uh, Fish and Gramps has one. He's on. He's listening and, and chatting it up in the in the box over here who, who has owned one and not yeah. liked it. Yeah. And you're saying yeah. you would even purchase one, even though you probably get them at discount or whatever. Um, yeah. I would love to just I would have three of them if I could. I mean, you can only use one at a time, but like I would just have them just to have them. That's how much I love it. Like, it's just. Once you get on it, you don't want to fish on anything else. Like if you gave me a pelican kayak, like a pelican catch one hundred, I would <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do with it. Like where's the trolling motor? I don't have a rudder, anything like that. Yeah. So when you when you flipped your yak today in the ocean, I mean did you lose do you have your bat you missed had everything tethered? But I would imagine yeah. if you're fishing mostly lakes and ponds, you might not have had that tethered. Apparently, oh yeah, I have everything tethered because I'm just clumsy as it is. So <laughs> I have to. I have scissors, pliers, the fish grips like the Rapala, the long fish grips for the toothy fish. I had all that tethered. I didn't have. It's gonna sound horrible, but I didn't have my kill switch on because we were paddling out in the surf. So didn't have that on. But luckily, the kayak, the motor was kind of turned a little bit, so it just circled around. And I was able to catch it and grab onto it. Oh, wow. So you got kind of lucky. Yeah, I got really lucky today. I was telling Emma earlier, I was like, this is, I'm happy it happened the way it happened because I got way too comfortable in those kayaks. And like, I mean, honestly, sometimes, you know, fishing without a PFD, fishing without kill switch attached to you and, you know, something can go wrong like that. And then when it goes wrong, it's too late to say, oh, I wish I would have. So it was definitely an eye-opening experience. It wasn't, I never felt like my life was in danger this morning, but it was definitely one of those, like, whenever you go out, you need to take a little bit more (laughs) serious than what you do. Lord is giving you a little bit of a warning shot across the bow to uh, yeah, dial that in because next time you may not be so lucky or your autopilot just goes out in perpetuity yeah. on the ocean. And then it's gone because it's going to run probably for <laughs> 12 10, hours, 11 hours. Yeah, so it'll be in Mexico by the time I see it again. <laughs> uh, so good. All right, let's talk kayaks a little bit because I'm on your – I'm on your um, a couple things. Oh, man, yeah, a couple things. So okay. I, I know that you have an autopilot. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you have a bona fide. And I know you haven't yep. made it for sure. So I run have, me through all your all your kayaks. Are you would you call yourself a kayak fisherman? Like you don't own like a bass boat? Um, um yes and no. I kind of feel like I'm just in like evolutions, like started off pond fishing, and then you know, once you get in the pond and you learn how to catch them pretty good, you always wonder, I wonder what's on that bank. So you get the kayak, and then I think next is gonna be a bass boat. I have a twin troller, but it's just not I don't want to have it out on a big lake because it's basically like that autopilot but you can just fit two people on it. But I right. think probably in the next three to four years, I'll continue to fish kayak tournaments, but not do so much kayak fishing. And then hopefully I'll be able to grow the audience a little bit more and get a bass boat. And then I'll get like a Ranger RT 18.8 or whatever. Just something. You're leaving us. Back and, uh-oh. You, did, you, you, hear me, 
Yeah, I can, no, no. I mean, you're leaving us as like you're leaving the oh. kayak fishing. You're, yeah, we just all turned on you secretly. Everything eventually, you say from this point forward is not going to matter <laughs> because you just said you're moving over to bass boat land. Yeah, eventually, eventually, I'm, <laughs> I want to stay in the kayak for as long as I can. But I mean, you know, at a certain point, you just want the next thing. You feel like you've done everything, and I feel like maybe at some point I might move and try to go to like North Carolina or something like that, live the Outer Banks life on the channel for a couple years, and then just go from there and just try to stay evolving and changing up and be more of like a personality that fishes than like a bass fisherman or a okay because i really enjoyed the salt water even though i flipped the kayak today just learning new rigs not knowing what to do but trying to rely on like you know i know how to tile the knots i know what all the baits do for the most part as far as artificial so just you know just learning to be a better well-rounded fisherman so when i turn 60 70 years old my grandkids can come to me and be like hey how do we do this and i can you know, give them some stuff and hook them up. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to throw this out there. Morgan Smith images said, I just unsubscribed from his channel. Let's go. Thank you. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I appreciate it. I really, uh, so you have, um, so you have your autopilot yep. and do you have a native? Yes. Uh, uh Slayer max 12, five. Okay. So do you ever get that anymore? Now that you have the old town? I don't, but also I broke the um, Spectre cable that controls the rudder in the back oh, of the kayak. I snapped yeah. it probably third or fourth time out. Same thing happened to the Bonafide. What? And also the rudder's hanging out of the bottom of the Bonafide, and it has the sidekick, so I never drag it, and it didn't hit any rocks. It just fell out. So it's just kind of one of those things. Like, no, I didn't. So it's one of those things where I feel like I'm in a position to where if companies give me a kayak, it's my duty, good or bad, to tell people or, yeah. you know, to give what works exposure. Because if somebody's going to spend twenty five to $3,000 on a kayak, I would hate for me to be faking showing, oh, this kayak is amazing when I take it out in the water and something happens to it early on. Because I haven't had either of them for a year and kind of both of them have the same problem right now. And I've seen... Yeah. Like, I don't want to bash them because I really do love the layout of the kayak, but it's just kind of one of those things that when you, you know, when it happens so soon into owning one, and yeah, I use my stuff more than the average consumer, but at the same time. Yeah, it's a, it's a design flaw. If on two yeah. kayaks, the the rotor control cables snap. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like there's been a, I, I have no anything to anybody. Um, just so I can say whatever I want. I, <laughs> I own a Native Slayer Propel 10 and a Bone 5 okay. P127. So I love the pedal drives. But I feel like the rudder controls have always been an issue for like, not just now. We're talking about like a bane of <laughs> existence yeah. on the natives, and well, they're all owned by the same company. Um, yeah, I, I I personally haven't had that issue um, okay. when it comes to the cables snapping. But then again, I upgraded my native Slayer Propel Ten with the uh, oh, what was Burley? it called? Yeah, the Burley Pros upgrade, okay. and so I think I believe that's Dyneema. And so that, that still is held up like a boss. And right. I've only had the other one. I've only used it this season on the Bonafide. I haven't had that issue either. Well, the, the, the problem with the, the Bonafides, and it's a, really, it's a really simple fix, but you might be on the middle of a, you know, a weekend fishing trip, and you go to steer, and those little plastic rivets that kind of keep, keep the, gable, the, the cables kind of lined yep. up and not fraying, it's a, they'll pop out and yep. lodge into your steering. And... Uh, it's an easy fix, but it's not at home when you have super glue. It's not an easy yeah. fix when you're on a three day trip and um, you got to, you know, that's, you can't turn right. <laughs> See, my pins, both of my pins on the bottom, like pull through the plastic that sticks up for your control knob. Yeah. So the cable pulled through and I guess winded up and snapped inside of the. That's what happened. Yeah. 
So I think that's probably what happened with the NATO too. Unless I'm, it might just be a user error because for it to happen with two kayaks, and I mean, people use these kayaks and buy them. And so it might be a user error, but at the same time, I just, I don't know. It's yeah. a little frustrating when you go out because I have to drive kind of far for to get to some of my ponds. And when you go out and, you know, something like that happens. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's kayaks are hard, not the easiest things to make, right? Yeah. And in fact, you were actually, uh, this is one of my favorite videos that I watched today on your channel. You were actually at the Native Liquid Logic Bonafide um, warehouse where they they construct all these kayaks. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. It was really neat. So walk us through, walk us through that. And kind of what was the, what was the thing that was like, oh, the biggest wow moment for you as you literally watched construction from start to finish on these kayaks? Number one, craziest thing was definitely the oven. And like, cause they're roto molded kayaks. So basically they have a plastic powder that they put into a mold and it's almost like make, making a fishing lure. And then this kayak is starts literally from dust and it, goes into this oven they spin the kayak around 15 20 30 minutes come out and then you have this 10 foot slayer max or you have this 12 foot whatever depending on the mold so it's just that was probably the most mind-boggling part it's just seeing like the kayaks go from dust to kayak okay. um and then the coolest part of that was probably honestly the people like i don't i know that's probably a generic answer but everybody in that factory was so nice so like i mean you got to think if you're working you've been working for somewhere for four to five years and this guy walks through with the camera everybody was like hey how you doing like let me show you what i'm doing let me show you what i'm doing they might want to just to be on the camera just to be on the video but like everybody was just super nice super sweet um and it just kind of felt like a i could come in here and work with these people and you know probably wouldn't miss a beat with them yeah yeah so from start to finish they're basically and i saw it you, you guys can watch the video really quick there's these huge vats of like plastic powder right yeah. they, they're picking them out of buckets they're throwing them into this mold and then it, what does it go into the oven and then they bring it out and it start moving in every different direction so it starts to cool how's that how's that work so it goes into the oven it's roto molded so it's spinning inside of the oven for just say 15 30 minutes however long comes out of the oven and then it goes in front of fans to cool off the plastic before they shoot all the screws into it so when it goes into the oven and comes out it already has all the screw holes everything's already punched in it because it's into the mold and then it goes to like to the next station and gets the trying to think what does it get i think it i can't remember i had to go back and watch the video i can't remember what it goes to first but i mean it's just like bare bones once it comes out and they're shooting screws in for maybe like h rail or accessory rails and uh things like that yeah and then it, they have different stations they make the seats in-house i thought that was crazy they have a whole sewing section of the factory where they sew and put their seats together um had a really crazy stock of all the different kayaks oh, i'm trying to think how many do they pump out a day uh, I think I said in the video, I can't remember, but if I had to guess, I think during COVID they said five to 600 because everybody Whoa. was fishing. Oh, yeah. yeah. They need to pump I, that might be out. That might be a little bit on the high side. That might be an inflated number, but I want to say it was up there because I remember kind of being blown back by it because they have three, maybe four ovens, and then they can put two or four on a mold or on the roto mold machine at a time. Okay. I, actually, I think I remember. I think he said 75 on the average day, but they could pump out. 175 to 200 if needed that sounds right? better yeah that yeah. sounds better not 500 500 is a lot <laughs> that is a lot i mean that's a, that's a ton of giant kayaks cool so when we talked about this and you're guys trying to piece it together in your mind take a moment head over to larry mountain well, not right now but head over to his channel and check out that video if you're like 
ever curious about like how do they pump out these giant kayaks and how they're made. It was very sweet. Like he's talking to the person putting together the propel drives in the back room, right? He's talking yeah. to the guys, you know, he just walks you through. And it was, uh, it was eye opening for me. I knew it because I read a lot of that stuff before of how mm-hmm. these things are made, but never actually was able to see it. So well done. Where are they located at? North Carolina. Okay. Uh, Fletcher, I want to say Fletcher, North Carolina. So we went up for Redcrest and then ended up going over to the facility from there. Okay. There yeah. you go. You know, um, what was I saying? I saw a couple of comments over here. Da, 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 da. Oh, a little bath. You got a bass raider. Uh, bass I had a bass raider. Larry's little up, bass raider is dope, but you don't have it I, anymore. I had it, and then I ended up selling it when I got the twin trawler. Because the twin okay. trawler was just, it was before the autopilot, so it was just easier to use at the time. Uh, feet pedal, or it's foot pedal control. It's like a zero-turn lawnmower with your feet is what I tell everybody. So both foot, both feet forward to go forward, both feet back to go back. Um it was nice, but it had a major flaw too. It couldn't get wet. So if it start raining or you forgot to put the drain plug in, it wouldn't sink. But when the water got around the feet controls or the foot pedals, it would stop working. So that one's kind of been sitting in the yard. And if somebody comes down and we want to go out and fish, we'll go out on that. But on a dry day. Yeah, on a dry day. And <laughs> that just doesn't make sense to me. How do you make it's a, a boat minor that flaw can't get wet? Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, and that boat that boat is so, so expensive. So expensive. And it just I don't know. That's the problem to me. Yeah, uh, that's the problem the most. Hey, when my boat gets wet, it doesn't work anymore when it rains. I love fishing <laughs> in the rain. So, I mean, I'm my, I've been fishing recently with my scupper plugs out. My whole bottom of my kayak's like full of water half the time. But yeah. Uh, so you have a lot of videos. I've noticed not a lot. I mean, how many how many videos you have up? Maybe do you do you know? I don't know off the top of my head. I okay. want to say I've passed three hundred though. Three hundred. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you don't you don't do many shorts then? You're talking about full length, like. Yeah, I've just seen with shorts on some people's channels. It seems like it kind of hurts their longer form content views. Yep. And yeah. I would I made a second page, uh, two post shorts on, but I really didn't stick to it. Um, that's how I started, but I kind of want to. It just makes more sense to do YouTube like full form, full length content. And I've been thinking about bringing somebody to work with me on just doing 100% shorts because that's the best way to grow right now. That's really the only way to grow organically is through doing short-form content, in my personal opinion. No, I hear you. I've been doubling down on shorts recently. And, uh, yeah. I mean, stupid double down. I think I'm doing three a day right now. And <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's, it's yeah. working. Like, it's yeah. they're, they're, they're pushing them like crazy. And so, I mean, this last week, I think I was like 100 subscribers a day just yeah. – and I'm pushing short. I am doing. I'm doing long for too. I do three videos a week. I, I'm don't do what I'm doing because I'm eventually going to burn out. But uh, it's no. uh, I, I love it. It's a lot of fun. So I mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at grinding it away. But so tell me about. I was interested in this video that I saw on your on your channel. It said fishing a prison pond. So I work for Prison Fellowship, which is a ministry that serves men, women, and children impacted by crime and incarceration. So I'm like, all right, I'm curious there. How yeah. does do you have to get like special permission to do that? How'd you find that? I'm curious. I'm just curious. Where were you yeah, at? So I had a couple cousins that are CEOs at that. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it was just kind of, that was before. You, you had, had the end. Yeah. I probably had 1,500, oh, 1,500 subscribers. <laughs> can you hear me now? All right. Yep. I can hear you good. I probably had 1,500 subscribers when we went to that pond. And really? my dad probably had one of the better days ever of working or, i'm sorry it's I, all good i had to take some working was in the text me and my dad had probably one of our better days of fishing at that pond probably well, one nice. of our best days ever we caught maybe 
two or three four pounders at the time, which was a PB for me. I didn't have a scale, but definitely like a really, really good day of fishing. Yeah. So if you were back up where you live, which is Alabama. 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 What what do you have what do you have tied on right now? If I was back home, um a big worm, like a big Berkeley power worm, ten inch, curly tail, um a frog, for sure fishing weed edges and a slobber knocker chatterbait. Okay. So I mean it's Alabama. Right. I mean, do you do you love Slobberknocker because you're affiliated with Berkeley, or do you love Slobberknocker no, because I, you think they outperform all the other bladed jigs? I haven't, I haven't done a head-to-head comparison, but I really like them just because they're. I think they're just different, especially when I first started fishing them in some of the ponds that I fish. It was a night and day difference of like fishing a traditional Z-Man bladed jig because that's what everybody bought. Like everybody that I would fish a pond with, they wouldn't. Nobody's really buying jackhammers because those are twenty dollars, even though the Slobberknockers are kind of pricey, but. Right. Everybody's fishing the 499 bladed jig and you yeah. throw something that's different. I think just I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just different. Yeah, I'm gonna bring Leo in. <laughs> bring him over here. It's first so, live I'm, show. I'm about to start working with the cameraman. Leo hasn't seen the channel yet, but we're what gonna go blue fishing. Can you say hi? He <laughs> say hi. hi. What's up? <laughs> so Welcome getting, to the show. You're getting the reveal. First reveal I love of it. Leo. <laughs> He's a natural. <laughs> Yeah, natural. Can you say what's up? Can you flex? Show me your muscles. Can you flex? Stand up and flex. Show me muscles. Adorable. You, <laughs> you got a cute kid there, man. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I he just took both of my right girls, now. seven and five, out fishing, and they got their first bass uh, ever. Oh, cool. They've got bluegill cool. and catfish and stuff before, but first yeah. cast, both of them, and no surprise to anybody on my channel. Um, taught him the wacky worm the first thing so real yep. real pause pause and bam slammed it bass after bass and uh man that was i think i posted a picture on my channel of my little river she, her smile yep. was like a million miles so that was that's not awesome. bad at all so we're talking about the slobber knocker and i'm, I'm curious because yeah everyone you know the, not everybody but a lot of times you're like oh this this bladed jigs 20 dollars. this one's 4.99 and it's the same thing that runs by the fish majority of the time. So there, I believe if you're if you're out there all the time, like like you are, like I am, um, I really truly believe that something just a little bit different, a vibration yep. that's a little bit different than the same 499 chatterbait rolling by, yep. doesn't mean you won't catch them on it. It just I, maybe it's maybe I'm in my head too much, but I feel like that that difference is like oh it it triggers like because a lot of these fish get conditioned. Oh, that's a yeah. little bit different. And so something like this lobber knocker um, is maybe that just a little bit different. Cause I did a, I did a poll recently. I was like, Oh, what's the top and you know, thunder cricket, jackhammer, original, you know, OG chatterbait and then slobber knocker and slobber knocker got like 7% or something crazy. And people actually yeah. use it. So it's not getting thrown and the vibration it puts off is not getting listened to or felt by the majority of bass. Like some of those more popular. Uh, yeah. Arm. And uh, I love a little different lure. So what what do you have like a little different lure that maybe you're testing out? Uh, I got two that have been performing fairly well for me this year. But is there anything that like most people don't use, but you kind of have it in your like a little secret arsenal? It's normally I don't have anything that's really crazy like that because I throw I try to stay relatable on the channel most of the time. Like I don't yeah. have when I fish, I have the camera on. So like I'm trying to throw things that like you can go to Walmart and get or you can go to Bass Pro and get. Um but a couple of things that I found there, Z-Man makes this like willow head 
blade thing that you can put like a grub behind. I don't know. I don't even know the name of it. I found it in the back of my tackle box one day, tied it on, and it was one of those days where you're just not catching them. And I mean, it was just like turned on. I didn't have the camera on that day, but it was just like the fishing just turned on out of nowhere. Huh. Um, and I mean, we were catching threes and fours off of like brush piles in the middle of the lake. Wow. No fish finder, just every cast. Me and a, me and one of my buddies back home, we were had a really good day on one of those. Um, another thing that I got turned on to was a spy bait. Okay. On like slick, calm conditions and just barely twitching it, spinning really? it, up, throwing it on like, you know, same thing you would throw like a drop shot on, just no leader. Okay. Sorry, he's playing with the windshield wipers. Here, it's also flashing the lights. <laughs> he's like, Dad, this live show is boring. I need. Can you say hi again? Say hi. Look. Hi. Say what's up. <laughs> Some Lost and Tackle Cell is is it called the Willow Vibe? Willow Vibe. That's it. That's there it is. Willow Thanks a lot. And Thanks, I, Lip. Appreciate I had that. a Berkeley, probably three inch grub behind it, and it had um, little like kicker tails, kind of like the speed boss has on the back of it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. just doing, working it, kind of like a Texas rig, just long twitch up, let it fall, long twitch up, and it would just get eight on the either on the fall or like on that first little initial twitch back up, it would get eight. Yeah. Oh, we I mean, it comments. was like clockwork. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah, we got some comments on the slobber knocker here. Uh, mainstream fishing. Slobber knocker is different, comes through the wood way better. Interesting. All right. Um, Illuminathan 79. Slobber knocker's blade don't start up right away like the jackhammer. Okay. Interesting. Do you have any nuances if you're listening in about the kind of bladed jigs in your favorite? Go and throw those in the comments. I'm kind of curious to see. But Itchin' to yeah. Fish, which by the way, you've now made mention in the last two shows, Itchin'. Uh, he said, I think Christine Fisher caught a Mondo in a wacky rig in her latest video. Nothing wrong with a bait that works. Uh, which is yeah. interesting because I posted recently like wacky worm in the Ned rig. I feel like get like clowned on a bunch or mm -hmm. like I've had people. It's like, hey, guys, I would fish a freaking baked potato if it caught fish consistently. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure where I keep hearing that from people. But I, don't, I don't know. Whatever. All I right. agree with okay. that. I mean, that's my favorite bait to throw is whatever I'm catching fish on. Yeah, right. Like if I'm catching fish on a frog, that's ideal. But I mean, that's not always, you know, middle of December. You're probably not going to catch too many on a frog. You might, but. Probably not, but I mean, whatever. If I'm catching fish on a Texas rig worm, I love setting the hook. If I'm catching fish on a crankbait, I love sweeping to catch one. Right, right. I hear you there. Uh, we're coming down the back stretch here. We got about 10 minutes left with Larry. And uh, if you got a question for him, go and throw that in the comment section. I got a few more questions for you. You hand pour, and you actually said a, a part of your channel is you kind of make your own lures. Um, yeah. Do you make it because it, it, initially you're like, I want to kind of save some money because I'm spending a ridiculous amount of money on soft plastics? Or is it like, hey, I'm just interested in the art? So it started off, I was probably 13, 14, watching World's Worst Fishing on YouTube. Okay. And I always wanted to, you know, just being a kid, I was the only child. So just being in the house or like being outside playing with friends and seeing what he would do. And I just wanted to, you know, do something. You, Kids, I feel like if you're 13 and under, if you're listening to this, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. It's summer at the house, and you just want to, like, you're into something on YouTube, and that's what you want to do. So whenever I started my channel and, like, TikTok and stuff, I was like, other people are probably interested in this. So I ended up buying a 5-inch do-it mold, okay, yeah. Cinco do-it mold, and just started from there. And then ended up upscaling a little bit, and I sold a few of them on Instagram when I first started. You are selling – so you were, you were in the – the lure business for a short period of time. Yeah. Just to, because I was doing really good on TikTok. So just to have, you know, let people support or just have what I made. Cause I always used to get the question a lot. You know, if you start making baits, people are always, are you selling? Are you selling? Are you selling? 
Yeah. Interesting. I got a bunch so of questions. Started with World's Worst Fishing, watching him, and then from there it was just kind of you get all the stuff in and you put the bait in the microwave for the first time, pull it out and shoot it, and it's just like, oh, I'm in love from here. There it is. You know what? I I, I might start to do some of that in, in the off-season, for off-season. Yeah. You know, like, I was just doing it on the second channel. Everybody says they love it, but the videos, people don't watch them. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like, I've thought about trying to, like, set up something nice and having it like a Bob Ross, but, like, Larry's bait-making type of deal. Oh, yeah. So it's like, you know, or like a Marlin Bates type of deal, but I'm just doing soft plastics and trying to figure out how to do like cool color combinations that catch fish, not fishermen, or catch fishermen and fish, but probably more fishermen. Right. And finding like just cool things to mix into the plastic. You know, I made gold Zinkos or, you know, just things that are different, just entertainment. Yeah. No, you mentioned your TikTok a couple of times and, mm-hmm. you know, you alluded that, okay, it's pretty successful. Like give us some, what do you mean by pretty successful? What's that? I haven't seen your TikTok, so I'm curious. Um, I I had some days where I was growing like twenty thousand followers a day, and I have to my phone. If somebody thinks it's cap, DM me and I'll send them to you. Um, but it's just like you were doing, like you said, you're posting three times a day. That's what I was okay. doing every day. But the only difference is everybody was at home. It was peak COVID. I mean, I started probably in March, so posting those three videos a day, I was getting averaging fifty to eighty thousand views a video. And just doing like goofy fish clips or like finding a SpongeBob sound because that was relatable and putting a fishing twist on it. Yeah. No. So three posts a day. And then if I would go fishing, I would just record every fish I would catch and just save it to the drafts for like a rainy day. Cause sometimes people just want to see you like, hey, I'm out here fishing and I caught a fish on a wacky rig or whatever. Heck yeah. Wacky rig. Man, good yeah. for you. That's great. So you it's still, a- you still keeping all that TikTok up, I'm assuming. I, um, I post here and there on TikTok. It's it's not the same as how it was in 2020. I mean, you could post you could post a video of your big toe and it would get five million views. But like now, you could post catching a ten pound bass and it might get thirty to forty thousand views, which is a good number. But it's sure. just not it's not the same of as far oh, as like time spent versus like the ROI on it is not the same as how it was. Right. And there's two, no not a lot of money to be made there on TikTok. Yep, that's the other part of it. You know, spending two hours a week on tiktok i'd much rather spend two hours a week in the shower brainstorming video ideas because that's where all my thinking gets done and it just makes more sense yeah for sure all right we got some questions here we're going to finish off because you got a crying baby in the background but i'm going to keep you for the last seven <laughs> no um, you're good you're good uh morgan m smith images says his top secret bait right now is a banjo minnow my man i just had a uh, a channel member send me some og version one banjo minnows and so I'm pretty pumped about that. Even came with all the hooks and the um, <laughs> weed keeper, whatever it is, also known as rubber band. So there's going to be a video coming out with a banjo man on here soon. But uh, Mainstream Fishing's got a question for you. Larry, how has the fishing been this month thus far for you? A big slowdown for me, especially in size. That's a hard question. I hate when people ask that because, like, doing YouTube, you have to catch fish. Yeah, right. So... I feel like when people say the fishing's bad, you just went out that one day. But like, if you would have, if you could make time to go out six other days of the week, or you know, try to make four days of the week and go out, you probably could catch fish. But the fishing's, it's not always good, but it's been pretty good. Like I've been catching pretty decent fish on the big worms, slobber knockers, and sometimes like a small fritz side too. That always seems to catch them. But it's Man. been here recently. It's been pretty decent. It's good. Hey, you just gave away the juice. So if you live anywhere yeah. where. <laughs> where Larry lives, be throwing on, throwing, throwing some of those on. You might find yourself 
and into a mess of bass. All right, fishing with Gramps, my man. Oh, fishing with Gramps. <laughs> yeah, he says, I'll Larry ever say what? Go, dude. I have watched. If you're still on here, I have watched your kayak loading video, how to put in your truck. Even though I know how to load my, I just love your content. And then I also watched you rig out the old town autopilot. Like I. I can't tell you how many times I've watched your walkthrough video of the lights because your battery box is in the exact same place as mine is. And like, it's just certification that I'm not doing things wrong. Awesome. Yeah. Gramps is freaking awesome. Um, yeah. I love him so much. He's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, I think he's a song. So he just posted this at 917. So unless he had to pop off. Um, has Larry ever considered pursuing his own TV show? The outdoor streaming services are still popular. All right. That's that a good been question. An opportunity for you? Um, I've been asked to do Naked and Afraid twice, and then there was another one on, what was the other one? It's Alone? Is it Alone? Oh, Alone? Yeah. You kidding me? Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. If, I don't want to say it was Alone. That's the one where you go, like, the last man standing, and they go, like, 100, I, 120 days. I want to say it was that, too. I think it's, it is, though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Alone, but I've done Naked and I haven't done Naked and Afraid, but I've been asked to do Naked and Afraid twice, and then Alone one time. <laughs> but that's just casting. I'm sure I'd probably have to go through... You know, nice. Power nice. Of All right. But I would love to do, have a TV show at some point. That'd be pretty cool. Well, there you go, Gramps. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, small. Uh, Sean Colossi. Yeah, I think Colossi. I haven't seen any collaborations lately, Larry. Come on, man. Do you plan on making any vids with others? Also, I love your attorney vids, IDs. I mean, I think you meant vids. You just forgot to be. Yeah, All right. vids. <laughs> Um, as far as collaborations, it's normally whenever somebody reaches out, like everybody's friends, but it's just, you know, making the time, you know how it is. Like, oh, we see each other whenever we see each other. It's not, but I'll definitely do some more collaborations before the summer's up. Um, don't have any really planned, but normally it's like a week before thing. Like, Hey, the bike's been good down here. Like, let's get together and film some videos. Um, and then tournament vids, definitely a lot more of those coming too. All right, all right. I got one whenever we get home. Uh, there's going to be somewhat of a collaboration because you're fishing the uh, knucklehead. You're one of the anchors uh, for the yes, teams, sir. correct? Yeah. So we're going to be fishing against each other this upcoming yeah. Veterans Day yeah, weekend. LMJ. So <laughs> it'll be good to meet you. It will be definitely yes, sir, be good yes, to meet sir. you. And everybody you're else. Driving down? Oh, yeah, I'm driving down. It'd be good. I think it's 10 hours from the Caribbean of the Midwest, Canton, Ohio, up here. So, <laughs> yeah. What are you laughing for? That's not funny. <laughs> well, my son's playing with our Caribbean colada air freshener oh there you go so that kind of you know little <laughs> all right we got a couple minutes left we got some last minute questions for you okay. from bass Ackwards 13 larry what are your confidence baits i think you might have mentioned them but maybe not gun to my head had to catch a fish give me a fritz side and a general uh those would be two i want a fritz side five and i want a max in general either june bug or watermelon party um yeah, and I feel like I could get it done with just those two things. There it is. But that's like very it. extreme. You say confidence based. I went straight to the gun to my head, and I had to catch a fish. Yeah, you, you that's went. That's how you, That, that escalated <laughs> quickly, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, oh, yeah, Fisher the Grand. He's still here. He said, hey, love meeting Larry at the Classic. I actually saw that video. So yeah. that was nice. Oh, this is an interesting question from Greg Stabrilla. How many times do you guys get skunked? Or am I the only one? Because <laughs> there's this unrealistic expectation when you watch a YouTuber that you look like they catch fish every three seconds just because of yeah. yeah. Honestly, I get 
I'd say I probably have, as far as just like not catching a single fish, I probably have one skunk day a month like that. I always end up catching something. And then also I've started to do micro fishing and it's pretty hard to get skunked when you're micro fishing. Right. No, I hear you. Uh, I'll answer for myself too. Um, it's a rare day, maybe once a month, one to, one to two months, but I, yeah. it, it just might mean I caught a little dink as well. Yeah, I mean, I just exactly. not calling it a, uh, not calling it a skunk day. Sometimes I yeah. won't leave the lake until I catch that dink. So I'll start targeting dinks or some type of any type of thing that has a gill <laughs> just when to catch it so I can feel out. good about myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we're coming up on the hour here. I got one last question for you, Larry. I appreciate your time. If you haven't done so yet, head over to Larry's page. Give him a give him a subscribe there. Um, but what should we look out for in 2023? Because it sounds like you got plans. And kind of secondarily to that question, what sh- do you have like where you want to take it? I think I kind of heard it. You're like, I want to go to Outer Banks. I want to do this. I want it to kind of evolve into this. But 2023, what should we be on the lookout for? Um, hopefully the biggest bass, hopefully, first of all, um, and just enjoying fishing and just enjoying the outdoors, having fun with it and just taking y'all along for my days. I, I go on whims. I couldn't tell you what I'm going to be doing in three months, because if I have an opportunity to go catch sturgeon in Alaska, I'm going to go do that. And that's probably what it's, whatever my passion is at the time. That's probably what you're going to get. So uh hopefully you guys like me for me and we can grow together in that <laughs> heck yeah man you know, the, <laughs> that's the a beauty, very bland answer but <laughs> no it's not a bland answer i mean at the end of the day the beauty of you know anybody there's there's so many guys and girls out there creating videos right around fishing yeah. and the reason that we we all kind of gravitate towards certain channels is because of the vibe of that particular person how they communicate their their their, their humor um how they present information and do the research and study. And so, yeah, you want people to like you for you. Um, Cause yeah. that's part of the gig. I, I like a lot of the people who uh, write comments every day for them. And so it's a, it's a lot of fun, but Hey, I, I probably kept you a lot longer than I should because no, no, you, are fine. you are fine. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for your time. And if you have not yet done so head over to Larry Mountain jr. Is his YouTube channel. Um, any other places that you, you post regularly at? Um, mainly YouTube. I do here and there Instagram reels and just like Instagram stories. And that's lmelton.21. Yeah. 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 And then the TikTok is swaggy.latrail1. That there you, you go. Name, long story. <laughs> we don't have time yet. Caro <laughs> Ferg says, even y'all, Ellen Jr., love his channel. I've been watching you since early, early on. So thank you. Thank you. Um, I appreciate it. This is great. <laughs> This is great. Say bye bye. Say bye bye. See you later, buddy. Hey, everybody. Hey, Larry. (laughs) Thank you for your time. Thank your family as well for kind of letting us borrow you for an hour here. And I will see you Veterans Day weekend, my friend. Yes, sir. I'll see you. Thank you. All right. You have a good one. I'll see you. Hey, everybody. See you. See you next week. I'm not sure who we have on. I don't have anybody slated yet, but I'm gonna work really hard in the next couple days (laughs) to try to get someone on the show. So see you next Tuesday night at 8:30 p.m. Eastern. You guys have a good one.